What up, Black man? Uh, welcome to the Dude Make Something podcast, where we focus on helping Black men to overcome mediocrity, to become beneficial men for their community by discussing faith, creativity, art, and culture, personal development, and mental health management. I'm your host, Jamile Calpin. What's going on, people on Instagram? What's going on, people on YouTube? And what's going on, people who are listening to the podcast in audio form? Let's uh, start with the mental, mental check-in where I'm going to share with you where I am, what's going on with me as we are starting a new week, um, kind of discussing last week. We'll do we'll do a high, a low, and kind of like where I am or what's going on. So let's see, a high from last week. So <laughs> one of my highs from last week, because I, I had many different like highs, uh, things that I really enjoyed or whatever. But a high that I had last week is that I was able to uh, binge watch the Stranger Things series. So I've been watching it since it came out on Netflix. On Netflix, but when the fourth season dropped this year, I think it was late, like late May, or early, or it might have been late. Excuse me, late or mid June. My wife and I we were moving, we were traveling and stuff like that. And so I was just gonna wait. And also with their release, they we're going to release like a first half of episodes and then like a last half, half of episodes. And for me, I don't want to wait for any more episodes, like just drop everything and I'll watch it when I, you know, get, get the chance to do it. So the high was, I was able to sit and watch the show. Uh, I probably won't do that again (laughs) because binge watching TV isn't that productive, but um, you know, I have a podcast episode about entertainment versus actually creating. I, I'd rather be spending time creating, but, you know, I watched, I watched the show. Um, it was okay. I think I was hoping that it would just end. But now I know that they're, you know, they leave you like with this cliffhanger that they're going to be making more episodes or making another season, which is, which is fine. I get it. Like it's a, it's an entertaining show. I get the concept. It's just, I, I don't know for me, like it kind of feels like it's giving me Dragon Ball Z vibes. <laughs> it just keeps leveling up how how crazy the stuff is. And then, of course, you have L, who is like the only superhero, really, of the whole thing. So she reminds me of Goku because she has to save everybody all the time. Like, there are other characters that play a part. But no, like, as, as the story is progressing and as the danger is becoming more dangerous, what are they going to do? Like, literally, everybody else is Krillin everybody else is Krillin in the, in this, in this series. And at some point they're not going to be able to do anything, but Hey, that's what people want to watch. That's how this series is. The series is going to go. I don't know, unless something changes, maybe she will be able to give telekinetic powers to other people. Maybe other people will be able to train or everybody's going to become superheroes. I don't, I don't know. I do realize, uh, I will not be doing that again. I will not be binging, uh, something, uh, because I don't, I just, I don't know. It feels kind of like a waste of time, but it was a high though. Cause I, I enjoyed the series. A low for me. Okay. I'll try to make this quick. A low for me is I was hanging out my, with my wife and our friend Marquita yesterday. <laughs> and um, we went to a Croc store uh, near a mall that's uh, near where we live here in the DMV. And like literally a Croc store where you go and buy, you know, the clogs and stuff like that or jibbits or any anything's related to the, the Crocs brand. So we're there hanging out. They, they were having a sale. While we were there, uh, my wife and I were, were looking at a clearance rack because we were just 
kind of there hanging out, but they had a lot of stuff on sale. They had gibbets on sale. And so gibbets for those who don't wear Crocs or know anything about them are the little charms and stuff that you can put on, on the actual Croc itself to design it and to make it unique or whatever. So we were looking at that and there's like a stand is Crocs. On, I mean, not Crocs, there are gibbets on one side and gibbets on another, like it's called gibbets. The name is silly, but uh, gibbets on one side and gibbets on another side. So we're standing there and we're looking at it and other people are in line. Other people are looking at Crocs, like the actual shoes and sandals and stuff. And we're standing there looking and going through this clearance rack. And so there are a lot of, it's, it's not dis, dis, dis shoveled, but there's a lot of gibbets there. And so you kind of go through them and there are a lot of different ones. And my wife's trying to find the ones that she likes the most. So we're spending some time there and people come to the rack, look at stuff and maneuver around, grab something or whatever. So we're there, we're standing there looking through them and we're getting ready to, I think, stop looking because my wife had found stuff that she liked. And so this lady who was standing, <laughs> standing next to us, who was also looking at stuff, looking at gibbets next to us, to me, she was just standing there looking at stuff just like we were. She abrasively reaches across me and kind of to the end of the stand. So, you know, it's just like a flat wall kind of thing. And so we're again, making our way. And so we're like to the end of it where it ends. And so like, there's that last row of gibbets and my wife is to the right of me and I'm here in the middle. She reaches across me and I might be like a foot from this gibbet stands or whatever, but she reaches across me in my personal space, like abrasively to try to grab some gibbets. I don't even know, like she, again, she just reaches across, doesn't say anything, just reaches across and like gets in my space. And so my wife and I look at this lady with confu <laughs> confusion and bewilderment because again, she's just, just pops in and it's just, just there and just reaches across. And so we're kind of like, what? And both of us like, yeah, excuse me. Like you could say something, what is this or whatever? Like, why are you just, that's rude. You're, you're just reaching across into my personal space, being all abrasive or whatever. And she started saying something about like, you saw me standing here, waiting, taking all along and stuff like that. And both of us, you know, kind of look at her trying to be calm and kind It's like, well, uh, sure. But you could have said something. You could have said, excuse me, which is what most people do when they want somebody's attention or they want to make their concerns or demands or requests known. They use their words to communicate because that's just the polite comment. I don't know. It's the, my understanding of what the polite and common courtesy kind of thing is like, it would be different if you were saying things to us and we we're ignoring you, you know, like you were saying, excuse me, Oh, can I look at this or whatever? No, you didn't say anything to us. You didn't say anything to me. You didn't say anything to my wife. You no. You just popped up, showed up abrasively reaching across into my personal space. Again, like she's in my personal space. Like I could have, if I needed to, you know, if this is somebody else, I'm not advocating any harm or violence towards anybody um, and definitely not to, to women, but she was that close that if I, if I had real issues and I had <laughs> like, and I had a really short fuse uh, for certain stuff. Yeah. She could, she could have got, got bopped or just pushed into the, into this gibbets because she was that close and that like the way she showed up in my space was that abrasive. And so we are responding to her at this, at this point, trying to respond to her calmly and saying like, ma'am, okay. Like one, she's having a very, very nasty attitude. I'm sorry if she was having a bad day, 
But again, that that's really not my problem. Uh, I I will respect you in the sense of like, if you communicate it to me, I'll excuse myself. I understand that you may be in a rush, but how am I supposed to know that if you don't talk to me, if you don't say anything, <laughs> like, please use your words. Anyways, uh, to make it short, it, it, it kind of escalated and she's raising her voice. And, um, you know, in response, sometimes your our voices start to respond, like, you know, raise along with it. And um, it was just stupid. It was just so dumb because this lady was being abrasive, rude, so unkind over gibbets. And I get it. It's a sale. You're probably buying stuff for your kids or for your family or whatever. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But that does not give you the right to be a jerk to me and my wife. It does not give you a right to be abrasive and come up all in my space. It does not give you the right to do that. I'm sorry. Whatever your day is, whatever your time schedule is, you know, there's that saying that your emergency is not my problem, you know, and it's, it's sure. Like it's the idea that you need other people to like drop everything that they're doing to accommodate you. Um, because you're having an emergency, like you're stressed out about stuff. No, that's, that's not true. And I, I say that from the place of like, I would understand if I was in an emergency or I was having a situation and I would want people to help me. I, I'm talking about like, these are situations that people usually can have control over. I'm not talking about like ambulance, you're rushing into the hospital, somebody's arm fell off. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about people who are like, oh, I have a deadline that I forgot about. And now I'm running into FedEx Kinko's or Staples or whatever. And these people are taking too long printing flyers for their daughter's quinceanera like and now you're fussing and angry because your paper or whatever that's due or whatever you need for work you're late for no like i'm sorry this person is here printing something (laughs) for their child's birthday or whatever in this example and you can't i mean i understand you can your your valid your feelings are valid so you can be upset and angry but just because you have an emergency it's not immediately my problem you know, it becomes my problem if you're getting in my space. It becomes my problem if you are now yelling in the store and making a scene. It becomes my problem. And we're going to handle that problem. You're not going to talk to us this way. And I'm not going to engage you in this nonsense over gibbets. No, we're not doing that. We're, we're not doing that. So that happened. <laughs> and I, I would say that was like the low of my week. I don't know. I mean, I was kind of feeling discouraged in the week for, 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 for some other stuff. But I think this that that exchange, that experience kind of ruined that, like, or top that, I should say, because to me, it's just silly. Like I'm learning more and more how important communication is and how, how much work we need to do on communicating and relating to other people in general. One, how we communicate to ourselves, but also how we relate to other brothers, how we relate to sisters or spouses or, you know, uh, women like, it's so important. So many things could be resolved if we just communicated better, if we just expressed ourselves more effectively and communicated. But a lot of times people don't know how to communicate and, and it just leads, it leads to issues, unnecessary, silly issues. It leads to unnecessary, silly issues. And it can just, because the thing is in situations like that, this lady had no clue who we were. She has no clue what our MO could have been. Um, like, it's interesting. I, f- I feel like sometimes people get really lucky. Sometimes, not, at, not every time. Sometimes people like to pop off on people and 
try to act big and bad and abrasive, ab abrasive and stuff. And sometimes I think they get the right people, the right people in the sense of like, oh, this is a person that is going to be kind to you. That's going to be well-reserved or, you know, you're used to bullying people and being uh, abrasive to people and they kind of just fold to your, you know, to your actions. Like they won't be confrontational, but you never know. Cause you, that day that you are feeling flustered that day that you are feeling angry or frustrated or you're having an emergency and you need everybody else to think you know to deal with your problem as your problem as your emergency and they need to you know uh cater to you there's a day which happens to some people and we see it on the internet <laughs> you pick the wrong person because i know if there was a man or a woman in my place who did not have the patience that i do or uh, like the long suffering to deal with people, one, invading their personal space, two, invading their personal space in such an abrasive and rude way, that lady would have got fought. And the thing is, it was three of us there and it was just her. And I know some people, to be honest, like fighting. There are people who like fighting, who like conflict, who like hurting other people. They, <laughs> they find enjoyment in that. Or they like arguing and telling you about yourself and making you feel very, very bad. There are people who can go zero to a hundred very, very quick and who could care less about the consequences, who couldn't care less about the, is that right? Couldn't care less, couldn't care less <laughs> about the consequences that come with uh, their actions. And I think we're seeing it more and more as time's going on, especially when it comes to like road rage and things like that. You do not know what people where they are, who they are. You don't know. You could be in Crocs and then walk out or be carried out. You could, you don't know. And I'm not saying that as in like, we're going to harm this lady or anything like that. No. Cause again, for us, this is stupid. We're here getting gibbets from a Croc store, but there are a lot of cases and a lot, a lot of situations that people just don't communicate well and push people to their limits. And it's not good. And especially as men, like, I think it's, it's really important that we do have that self-control because a lot of situations in, in our community, things start with arguments and then somebody gets hurt or somebody dies, somebody gets shot, or somebody gets stabbed. I remember when the Popeye's chicken came out, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, when it came out and like the, the peak of it, stuff like that, somebody got stabbed in our like county over a Popeye's chicken sandwich. Like, this is ridiculous. They're, again, that's not good for us. <laughs> it's not good for our community. And as men, like, we, it's important that we learn how to, especially as we get older and more mature, we have to learn how to de-escalate confrontation and conflict in a constructive way. Because there's ways that you can communicate both sides and resolve an issue without harm. But that takes a level of skill level of communication, understanding, and, you know, self-restraint. Because sometimes it just, again, zero to a hundred very, very quickly. But anyways, I think that was, that was the low, the low of <laughs> the low of my week. Anyways, this is a new week. So we're, we're moving on here. Excited about that. And I hope you um, check in with yourself. What was your high of the week? What was your low of the week? Um, and process it, you know, why was your low, the low? Why was your high, the high? And uh, try to focus on creating more opportunities for more highs in your life.
uh, for me, no, I'm not going to be binge watching more stuff. Um, but I am going to find opportunity to find things that I enjoy, make more opportunities for that. Um, other thing I was dealing with as we're, we're getting in, uh, or wrapping up this segment of the podcast. And again, for those who are watching on Instagram, I will be ending the stream here, uh, or after, after the segment. And so if you want to hear the rest of the podcast, please go over to my YouTube channel, do make something podcast. Um, be sure to like share and subscribe and all that stuff. If you're interested in the rest of the content that I have that I have to share. So I appreciate that. Thank you. I kind of mentioned this week that a, sort of another low for me was kind of just feeling down, uh, discouraged and a little depressed. You know, I've been in the process of looking for a job, trying to find a job and, um, I've been excited about the opportunities that are coming, you know, like put my resume out there and have some callbacks and conversations and stuff. But one day I was just really, really discouraged because um, I feel like things just aren't moving the way that I would want them to, which is okay. I mean, that happens. It's that's natural. Sometimes you have plans and ideas and they just don't function the way that you want them to. And another thing that I think I've really been dealing with is envy, which is a big thing. I don't think many people want to talk about it or really be honest about it, especially as men, like this idea that we're envious. Um, and I don't want to say jealous because jealous and envy are two different things. I think oftentimes people like to say that they're one and the same. Um, but the big difference, my understanding, the big difference between jealousy and envy is that jealousy is like your passion about something that actually belongs to you. So when you have this idea of a jealous lover, so you have a husband and wife or whatever, like they are in relationship, this is something that uh, they are committed to. And there's a covenant that they have together. It can be dating relationship too, either way, but like jealousy comes from a place of like, no, I actually have relationship or connection to whatever this thing is that I'm being jealous of. So like, say you have children playing and you bring a toy or a game or something to school and kids are like you want to share or whatever. But at some point it seems like kids are playing with your toy more than you want to play with that toy. The jealousy is, you know, I, I want my toy back. Like I want to play with my toy. This is my toy. This is something that I, <laughs> I brought and I'm sharing and it's getting more attention or whatever. So you, there's jealousy. Like you're not having that uh, connection with the thing that again, you have connection with. And I, I'm trying to be careful with that because I don't want to say that you own people when it comes to jealousy and relationships. Um, you don't own people, but that's the idea in comparison to envy. Envy is when you want something that isn't yours, you want and desire something that other people have. So in that case, using the example of children playing with toys or whatever, envy shows up with say little Johnny, <laughs> little Johnny has like a yo-yo or something. And then Bobby over here is like, I really want Johnny's yo-yo. I really, really want Johnny's yo-yo. And I'm going to try to figure out how can I get Johnny's yo-yo with envy. Like you're, you want to take something that somebody else has, like it doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. And you crave it though. You crave it, you crave it, you crave it, and you desire it. That, that puts us in a bad place because sometimes with envy, we can do some reckless things. Um, envy does lead at times to like adultery. Envy can lead to like stealing um, and things like that, you know, cause do you want something that other people have um, that's not necessarily yours? And the thing is, there's a lot that we can learn from jealousy and envy in our life if we're willing, willing to pay attention to it. So for me, yeah, like I've been wrestling with this idea of 
are wrestling with envy in different places. I think I've been wrestling with envy when it comes to like relationship goals. Um, especially if you're on Instagram, <laughs> if you're on Instagram, you see like all of the beautiful posts and things like that. And it's not to take away from the relationships that people have, you know, it's great if people are in love. It's great that people are having happy times and good times and they're capturing those and they're also sharing them. And I think you, I, I can um, become envious because it's like, yeah, I want, I desire that for, for my relationship. I think the wrestling, the hard part is with that, there are a couple of ways you can respond to that. You can respond in a negative way with envy, or you can try to respond with a constructive way. So a negative way is you can sit and sulk that you don't have this relationship or be mad about it or mad about what you don't have, upset about what you don't have and complain and kind of like getting your feelings about it. You know, there that's one way of dealing with it. Or envy, if you're looking at, say relationship goals or somebody's career or the things that they're doing. And it's something that you desire. If you're honest with yourself, you can identify those things and then try to spend time doing the work to get to that thing. So for instance, I am a content creator, you know, I'm podcasting and I've been creating content for a very long time. Um, Not only here on do make something, but in various capacities or whatever. But, But at times, if you're trying to grow your channel, if you're trying to grow your podcast or whatever you're trying to do. If you see other YouTubers, other podcasters, other writers or whatever, and they're getting a lot of shares, they're getting a lot of likes, they're getting a lot of subscribers. Part of you can just be like, I really want, I deserve that. I deserve that more than anything. Like I want what they have. I want their followers. I want their subscribers. I want all that stuff. Yeah. You can start to get green with envy and wanted to take something from somebody else or sulking to say like, why don't I have that? and beat yourself up about it. Or you can be like, all right, what can I do to get to that place? Because the heart of it is this is something that you actually desire, something that you want to accomplish, which is fine. Everybody should have have ambitions and things that they want to accomplish. Um, But we have to be careful how we're approaching it. And so for me, like that's, that's really what I've been working on is trying to have a better mindset about that and to make sure that I'm thinking right about it. Because again, you can think very negatively and set yourself up. And I know I've, I've struggled with that. I've wrestled with that, like not thinking well, and it, and leads, leads me to like depressive thoughts or anxious thoughts. It leads me to a place where I just get discouraged and I start self-sabotaging myself. I'm, I'm grateful that I can spend time. Like usually what I do when I'm discouraged or working through stuff is uh, I try to spend some time in prayer. I get outside, try to be physical, like walk around, walk in nature and things like that. And also find brothers to talk to and um, talk to my wife about stuff to kind of let them know where I am. And uh, helps me, you know, like organize my thoughts, but really try to make sure I'm framing my perspective well so that I can approach things in a more constructive way and not self-sabotage myself. But yeah, I mean, I really been spent some time that I've been dealing with that, wrestling with like envy. I'm trying to take the energy and be more constructive. And I think we can all do that, but it, it requires us to acknowledge what we're really feeling and uh, taking a step back and processing that and really being honest. Like, why do I really want this? Why do I really desire that? Like for me, seeing the relationships goal, relationship goals is because I want a beautiful, amazing, passionate, great uh, marriage with my wife. I want a, a beautiful, amazing relationship with my wife. So I'm seeing other people do that. Yeah, I want that. Uh, I desire that. Am I there? Not quite. There's stuff to work through and work on and improve on, 
Um, but that doesn't mean I can't be there. And I, that doesn't mean I can't be there the way that is going to be beautiful and amazing for us. But if I don't transfer and use that energy in a constructive way, I'll just sit there, beat myself up, complaining or be upset when, you know, my wife shares something that she finds that, that she, she likes too. like, I can beat myself up about that and, and, and feel bad and be like, ah, not another thing or whatever work and be like, no, this is exciting. This is something I can um, work towards and, and to, to accomplish, make it a goal. So mental, mental, I think I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm good for the most part. Um, but please, um, black man, make sure that you're taking time to check in with yourself. Be honest with yourself. What are you struggling with? What are your highs and lows? What is um, stressing you out? What are you excited about? What are you happy about? Like, be honest with yourself. Check in because, again, it's hard to live a beneficial life if we're not doing the work of making sure that we're okay. Because we, we need to make sure that our mindset is okay. Because honestly, I really believe our thoughts impact what we believe and impacts what we, how we behave. So if you're caught up in your head and being envious and stuff or being down on yourself and being discouraged all the time, that's going to show up in how you how you show up, you know, in your communication, how you behave with whoever, whether you're in a relationship or not. You need to make sure that you're in a good place. And that only starts with checking in with yourself. So, yeah, make sure to make time throughout the week or even once a week or whatever. Check in. Where are you? What's going on with your, your mentals? What's going on with your, your thoughts and, and things like that? What, what's happening? <laughs> How are you feeling? What's really been that thought that's reoccurring over and over and over again in your head? What's up with that? All right, let's move on to the next section of today's podcast. Something that I've, I've been noticing or wrestling with, I don't know if it's wrestling with, but something that I've been thinking about is it seems like in our culture today, in our community, in our society, it's, it seems like experts, people who can claim to be experts, it, it kind of seems like their power is being taken away. To me, it kind of feels like there's no real need for experts in today's society. And I think there's nuance to that. I don't know. It kind of seems like we're moving away from experts. Again, sticking to my script because I said I need to stick to my stick to my script. So are we moving from the age of experts? Are we now in a time where experts aren't necessarily the standard anymore? I think because of technology and the access of information, more and more people are able to critique and criticize what so-called experts say. And I believe this is happening in many fields of our human experience. And uh, I'm referencing the seven mountains. I can talk about that another time. But the areas are economy, government, family, religion, media, education, arts. So, yeah, like, yeah, it, it, it's happening, I believe, in every field around us. Like, we question what happens in the government. We question how things are done with the economy, family, religion, media, education, everything. At some point in time, you had to be an expert to speak or communicate or like really give your opinion and actually be heard. I think it's a difference. I think a lot of time, people have been talking for a long time, but there was only attention or the opportunity to be listened, listened to if you were an expert, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I think the t- time is changing. Like because of social media, because of the internet, there's so many people who have the opportunity to push back against experts or leading like thought leaders and stuff like that. Everybody has the option and the opportunity to be a thought leader in some regard or or in some way or another. And I think it's really, really interesting that we are in that kind of time. And honestly, it, to me, it appears that people are more interested in fellow journeyers 
more than so-called experts. So they're actually more interested in people who are like regular people that they can relate to who may be a couple of steps ahead of them. They're more interested um, in just people being authentic. So this idea of being an expert or being, uh, say, like having a PhD in this or that or whatever, it's not as appealing, I think, to some people anymore. Like if you're interested in traveling, you don't need, or like survival stuff or whatever, you don't need somebody like a, what's that guy's name? Bear Grylls. Um, you don't you don't need people like that anymore. And I understand that they were on those huge platforms like, you know, cable TV or public TV or whatever. Like those are interesting, but you can also find your favorite survivalist or whatever on YouTube. And that makes it feel more realistic to you or close to you because in those situations, people show you like, oh, this is what I've been doing. This is my experience and da da da, da. And they can give you this more realistic and tangible, I think, tangible experience. And I think more and more people are becoming interested in that and looking for that. Honestly, the idea of being someone who knows everything is a major turnoff in the time we're in. I don't know. Like some, I don't think people like know-it-alls. For certain stuff, I think people are interested and they want to hear. But I think because of a lot of bad experiences with know-it-alls and with experts, people are becoming more cynical, more critical. And again, they have the opportunity they have the opportunity to question. Um, they have the opportunity to do research. They have the opportunity to find out if you're really telling the truth, if you really are an expert in what you're doing. And again, some people don't care. <laughs> they, they don't really don't, they don't care. Like they're more interested in making connections. They are more interested in the authenticity and they're more interested in how they can use whatever you're sharing to benefit them. I mean, again, this is this is my opinion. This is my observation. Um, so, yeah, let me know what you think. But in this, I'm, I'm just saying in this, if people want less experts and more journeyers, people who they can walk beside or somebody they can reach out to and ask questions like, you know, more of a, a, an appear, a, more of a peer or a um, contemporary instead of like a master at something like it seems like people are more interested in peers and contemporaries and people they can um, work along with. If, if people want less experts and more journeyers, that requires more people to practice in public. So that means that kind of requires more of us to be fellow journeyers in this. And I mean, that's what I'm trying to do with do make something, you know, be a black man that's trying to do this work to be beneficial and sh share and show my journey of managing mental health and doing the work to become better for my community too. Like I'm not an expert. I'm not like I, I have flaws. I have lots of things that I'm still learning and trying to figure out. Um, but I know for me, it's always beneficial to have a brother to walk with, to ask questions with, to go through challenges with, and to figure out things together. Like that camaraderie and that, that partnership, that community is, is so valuable and uh, helpful. Since, since this idea of experts or this demand for experts is kind of changing, it requires people, it requires more people to just be people. I think people are really, really interested. If they're being honest, I think people are really, really interested in people just being authentic and being themselves. And it, it challenges the system and the old paradigm that we've been used to, you know, that this person is, again, the expert or the master or like whatever in this thing. And again, I understand there's certain professions that Requ require that. I do want an expert if I'm going to the hospital. 
I do want an expert if they're, you know, I don't know, working on my car or something like that. I want somebody that's skilled, somebody that's farther along than I am. But in some other things, not so much because, again, I can do my own research. I can look for things and I can try things too. And um, my whole point is like with it, I think it requires us to step out into the spotlight with our scripts in hand and at the same time be willing to improv when necessary. So we have a script that we're following. We're doing our best to work it out, but we're also making space to be creative. We're also making space to be messy with the things that we're doing. I don't, this doesn't mean that truth and facts become relative though. Not necessarily. It it just, I'll say this as, as a, as a Christian, as a believer, it, it makes it even more challenging for Christians and believers of the most high with this demand to be people and to be honest and to be transparent and to uh, be authentic and to be a fellow journeyer in this life. It becomes challenging since we believe and hold onto a faith that stands confidently as the way. I think what it does mean though, is we have to be willing to be honest that we struggle and wrestle with the truth claims that have been presented to us by Jesus, by what we see in the scriptures and stuff like that. We got to wrestle with that. We got to be honest about it, that we don't know everything and that we're wrestling with things too. I don't think it's necessary that we present ourselves as experts. We don't have to present ourselves as, but we do have to present ourselves as humans choosing to share what good news we've found in hopes of helping others to get to a better place. Again, that's as Christians or believers. I think of this for anybody. If you have any belief or faith and you, you know, you want to share it or good ideas. Like for me, I just want to share good ideas uh, and good thinking that can benefit brothers and, and help our community. Uh, so yeah, it isn't only for faith, but for everything in our lives, relationships, finances, health, etc. Uh, the major narrative that's been forced upon us for decades and centuries, particularly as black men and other minorities is being shaken, attacked and torn down. What I mean by that is white supremacy. Like we've been told a certain way to do things, a certain way to live. And we're still being taught it. We're still being forced that like, this is the perfect way to do a relationship or this is the perfect way to do that or whatever. And I, yeah, honestly, I do. I, I do believe God has a, a, a right way, a most beneficial way for our good and for his glory. And um, I think all that's like explained in scripture and stuff like that. I do believe that. But a lot of what we've been shown in media or a lot of what we've been shown in culture and a lot of traditions and things that we've been holding on to trying to be traditional, this traditional, that, or whatever. I think that's stuff we need to challenge. And I think that's the season that we're in. We're challenging those things, pushing back on those things. We need to do that. We need to be honest about where we are. And I think even if we do it in private and kind of like in a small group or whatever, we should be transparent with our journey. I mentioned in a couple of episodes, the, the importance of having a community or the, the importance of having somebody to talk to as a black man. You need that, whether it's your best friend, whether it's a counselor, whether it is a spiritual leader, whatever, you need somebody to talk to and to express where you are and to have conversations about that, that you're struggling with this, you're struggling with that, whatever it may be, you know, because we, we need to work on communicating and expressing ourselves and we need to work on managing our mental health and our emotional health. And we can't do that by ourselves. And the thing about it is like, we can take advice from people who are further along than us. Like I I do that, you know, whether it's listening to podcasts or um, watching YouTube videos or reading books and things like that. But the the books that matter the most to me or that 
are the most impactful to me is people who, again, aren't claiming to be experts, but they're just willing. They're just willing to share their journey. They're willing to share that they've had these pitfalls, that they've gotten these scars, that they've had these issues. Those in, in like the personal development space and stuff like that, those are the books that I connect with the most to like, okay, this person is human like me. <laughs> this person uh, has issues just like me. And this is some stuff that they would suggest that uh, would benefit me. Fellow journeyers are so much more, I, I would say, can can be so much more beneficial and so much more uh, constructive than just listening to somebody like pontificate or like say, yeah, this is the best way to do it or whatever. And again, like, like I mentioned, I think there's nuance there because there's certain stuff like I would want expert doctors to teach other doctors how to be expert doctors expert doctors yes <laughs> you know or even like mechanics but even with that like say m mechanics i'm sure there's a methodology to stuff but if there's a way that you can improve that methodology to better serve the customer or better fix a problem yeah you still have to push back and kind of challenge the expert you know like we all have the opportunity to grow and the opportunity to share what we know and we need to start doing that more especially as black men in our community and really continue to focus on the fact that we need to be beneficial. We need to be constructive. Like our community is in a place where things need to get better. And it really starts with us. It really starts with us. And so, I mean, just a thought, you know, really thinking about that. Like how, how can we as individuals come together and share our journeys as black men, share our journeys and encourage one another and try to help one another. And not saying that anybody's perfect or anybody's an expert, but having the same common goal of growing and becoming better, becoming beneficial for our community, whether that is how we manage our money, how, you know, we manage our profession or whatever, how, how can we improve in our communication skills? And for me, you know, with do make something, it's how can we work on our mental and emotional health using creativity so that we can become beneficial, you know, so that we can be in a better place, a better mindset so that we can grow and uh, serve those around us. Because again, if we, our thoughts impact our beliefs and our beliefs impact our behaviors. So it's important that we get our thoughts right, that we get our mental mental right. That's it. Like we got to, you don't necessarily need experts, but we need to talk about it. You know, we need to talk about it. We need to discuss it and we need to wrestle with it because there are a lot of old thoughts, a lot of paradigms, a lot of tra traditions that we're holding on to and fighting for that we really have to ask and challenge. Is this really helping us? Is this helping us to be better men? Is this really helping us to be beneficial? Is this really helping us to be healthy? Um, I think if we take some time to really talk about it, we might notice that it's not, but that requires us to you know, do work. It requires us to be honest. It requires us to um, struggle in that, but that's okay. If we are coming together, if we're being fellow journeyers and we're all going in the same direction, we won't be alone. Yeah, we won't be alone. Thanks for listening to the show. Um, be sure to like and subscribe on YouTube and rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Please remember this, Black man. You're called for more than mediocre living. You're here for a purpose, to live for glory and for the good of others. Let's do the work and keep choosing to live beneficial lives and to be beneficial. Make sure you're taking time to check in with yourself. Make sure you're finding time to have an emotional release valve. Make sure you're finding time to uh, be okay. And it's okay at times to not be okay. But like I mentioned, 
there's ways that we can express ourselves. We are, there's ways that we can talk to a brother, talk to a counselor, and there are resources out there so that we can get our thoughts together, so that we can be in a better position to serve ourselves and to serve others. But until next time, go make something for yourself, of yourself, and for glory and for good. Peace.